Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is the 1420 Podcast with your hosts, Andrew, and my good friend Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? Better I now? am. I am just like that. I'm just like that. I am so excited to be uh, recording right now. I've kind of been looking forward to it this week. We have a, a fun topic. It got me excited. Me too. The The topic feels simple. It feels old school 40 and 20. Yeah. I mean, it's a volume two of something we've already touched on. <laughs> Which is nice. Yeah. Which is nice. I don't know what the screwdriver is doing here. Driving screws. It's <laughs> just sitting there in my mess. Uh, yeah, no, but other than that, I'm great. It was a busy week, but a fun week. The sun popped out for a little bit. For three whole days. I, I washed the van today, which is just a, a, a fun thing because I got new toys to wash the van with. I can't wash my truck anymore. Uh, I've treated it so poorly on poorly maintained forest roads um, that until I get it painted, I, I get, can't be clean anymore. I got it, I got it washed uh, like last fall. At the end of hunting season, and then I went and waited for a dry day and bought the whole, like, buff kit to try to buff out some of the scratches. <clears throat> Futile. No, huh? N- not even worth it. So it just stays dirty, which is nice, because I think trucks look better dirty, but it um, it's out of necessity now, because it looks like shit when oh, it's clean. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. That I did sucks. it, too. I mean, I did it. Yeah. Like, that's what happens when you drive a half lane wide, covered in branches, a service road yeah well that's a pretty new truck so that's that's a bummer yeah, it's about four years old but i mean i you used it you you've I, used it i use it it is in, in my head it, I, the reason i didn't buy like a super nice like one of the high trim trucks is because i knew i was going to treat it like a work truck you're just gonna run it through the trees yeah it's and i use the bumper to feel out where the edges of hillsides are and obstacles and that kind of thing so well i did i did get some stuff to wash the to wash our rigs they're, they're not nice cars they're both of them pretty old and and beat up but i like to have them clean i bought a i bought a foam cannon do you know what this is is it like a t-shirt cannon that they use at basketball games it's exactly the same as that but instead of t-shirts it shoots foam at your car uh so it's a little it's a little bottle and you attach it to your pressure washer and um it shoots a really high volume foam if you get the right soap for it and it sticks to the car and so then you you don't have to do a two bucket it's really just a one bucket wash because the soap's there you clean it hmm. and rinse it off so and i've been doing pure pressure washer car washes which is really nice um i need to borrow that the the pressure washer and foam cannon just the pressure washer yeah what what are you going to use it on i need to blow a whole bunch of moss off of my shed roof in my patio it'll do that It'll do that. It's an electric, uh, which... It's just fine. Just fine, yeah. The hose isn't super long, but other than that, it's fine. How are you doing, man? Good. You're wearing your Bush t-shirt? I am. Bush. Bush. Just Bush beer. I don't remember. What's it say? Other than Bush? Born of natural ingredients. Smooth, refreshing beer. Yeah. From the land of sky... No, that's different. It's the only beer that says its name when you open it. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome for that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, I'm not bad. Uh, it was my last full week of uh, sabbatical, um, which, like we talked about last week, is a little bit bittersweet. Um, but I'm definitely ready to get back into a routine and go back to work. And not and just... now. When do you start at the academy? I don't know. I know I start work on Monday. Okay, and that's all I know. But they you said, don't know what that looks like. Yeah, they said all my answer, my, all my questions would be answered. So. <laughs> Little do they know, I have a lot more questions than, than pertain to work. So. I really hope they put you guys on a bus and then make you get off to screaming drill sergeants. That would be the best thing that ever happened to me. I mean, it would be terrible for you. I'd just be annoyed. I I know. I do. I actually I, <clears throat> I have an interesting uh, mentality going into environments like that uh, where I just have a, a super poopy attitude. Mm. Um. And it doesn't phase me. I'm just like, <laughs> and I just gripe to myself the whole time, um, which makes me unbreakable to people being uh, hostile towards me. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm far more hostile towards me than they can be. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I thrive isn't the right environment. I, uh, I survive those, uh, or isn't the right word. I, I survive those uh, environments pretty much unscathed you you know the only time i've ever shown up in that environment i showed up about 12 hours late not my fault 
but everybody had already done the first 12 hours of end processing, so all the really shitty stuff. So it was just me and two drill sergeants that were trying to yell at me as I did all the put your stuff in a bucket, uh, you, you know, set it to the side. But it was just me, literally, and they just didn't have it in them. No, they, they'd blown the load already, yeah. <laughs> it was all over everybody else in the room, and I just had to sort of skimp through with their limp their limp drill sergeant wieners hanging in my face i just want to be done for the day send me home <laughs> yeah yeah well, all right all right so i mean other than that a good week uh you know it's been nice been out in the park took a bunch of watch pictures today you did you got some good ones i'm I, excited to put them up i did get a couple good ones the light was weird because the sun was fleeting but some keepers for sure yeah so, yeah definitely definitely other than that just drink a beer hanging out enjoying my last couple days off did some cooking today because easter is tomorrow so easter is tomorrow yeah we, we have some folks coming over so i got all of my prep work done so in the morning all i have to do is allocate oven space and time well that's that's a, a project in and of itself uh yeah but <clears throat> i like to plan things around similar oven temperatures so uh 375 can become 400 pretty easily sure uh, so i that's how i how i do all my holiday meal planning i i design my menu around what can be in the oven at the same time it's worked pretty well for me thus far so all right yeah and the slow cooker gets used i was going to use the sous vide but i'm i'm starting to run out of counter space at that point with between a, a big slow cooker and prep work and i mean the nice thing about pot. a slow cooker and a sous vide is you can use them anywhere we oftentimes cook chili like somewhere else in the house. Just <laughs> because you can. In the uh, laundry room, I oftentimes cook slow cooker stuff in the laundry room. I would do that. Uh, the sous vide, I, I don't like to because I, I use a pot and not oh, sure. a pot for it. So I, I don't like it to be weird places because it doesn't get exceedingly hot. But it gets hotter than I would like on most surfaces of my right. home. Like I put it on towels and then it's a big pot. And, sure. Um, but man, that thing is killer. I need, to, right. I need to start doing more things. And it's about time to break the grill out. You're excited about that. I cannot wait to get the grill pushed out from under the patio cover and fire it up. I have ke can keg bottles? Kegs of propane? I have bottles, pro canisters? What canisters. Cans. Cans, I think. Bottle. It's, you have bottles of propane. Are they bottles? Maybe. Probably. They could be. We can call them that. Okay. I have bottles of propane ready to go. <laughs> and it's... I have a bunch of wood chips ready to go. I'm I'm ready for summer. We gotta get your horseshoe pit in shape and start playing horseshoes. Yeah. It's I mowed this week. That was miserable. I still don't have a lawnmower. You don't need a lawnmower. <laughs> I mean I kinda do. You see my front yard? It looks like the meadow. Roundup. <laughs> Just the whole thing. Yeah, why not? This is a rental. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh all right. Well anything else new? <laughs> No. I mean, we, we did get a full episode of Game of Thrones. We did get a full episode of Game of Thrones. We won't spoil anything. We won't spoil anything. It was this... exactly what I was hoping it would be, though. Yeah, I think so. I think so. That's That was the way to start a season. All, all the connections have been made. Yeah, they've they've the table is set. That's right. That's what you do with a chapter one. I hope so, at least. But you never know. With George R. R. Martin, you, just, you never know. <laughs> Everybody dies. Yeah, the first book, you're like... Chlamydia. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> oh, Ned's going to be king. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Well, we've got a little bit of a long topic. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should start with ground rules. Yes. Yeah. We set up. So this is our, we are revisiting episode two of 40 and 20 today Ooh. with three more watches. 600 money. 600 bucks. Uh, this has been, I think, one of our most popular episodes. People people talk about this episode still. I'll see people say, oh, you know, when you did that 3 for 600 episode, I found some new ideas or whatever. So people people like it. I think that this is just a very natural watch talk type of thing. I think it's a common dilemma. It is, yeah. It so, is. So going into ground rules, same as last time, with a, with a couple additions, uh, no SNK, no SKX, no Mako family, which includes the Ray, the, you know, that whole bit. And although we didn't include the Kamasu, Kano. The Kano and the, the Kamasu, Kamasu, Kamasu. Mm -hmm. We didn't include those inherently in the rules. 
uh, I, d- did we include them? I, I I had them in my mind as included. So, you know, well, first, we, we haven't talked about the Kamasu. So that's the mm-hmm. new Orient diver that we didn't talk about last week in our watch news. Right. Because I think it wasn't on either one in either one of our awarenesses. But, you know, we said or- Orient sort of coming out with their next affordable diver and it's it's bigger. Well, they've also have a 41 and a half very may mako ray looking watch with sapphire is with sapphire yeah that's right sapphire uh slightly different uh font on the bezel a little bit different design on the dial yeah i, I don't know how i feel new about handset the, yeah new handset i don't know how i feel about the font on the bezel but that's easy enough to change i do like that really traditional really skin divery feel uh markers on the on the dial uh, and i think overall it's a I think it's going to be a, a knock it out of the park kind of watch. Yeah, it seems bang on to me. I mean, I think they did. I think they did it right. It, it is all the things that the Kano wasn't. So they've diversified. I think now they've sort of fleshed out their diver line um, with, you know, they've got the Trident, they've got the Kano, and they, now they have the Kamasu or Mako Ray or whatever. I, I don't I don't think that they're discontinuing the Mako and the Ray. I don't think so either. I, I Those two watches have to almost fund orient's operation but the commissu is so similar that i wonder where you know i wonder where they uh where they draw the line on that yeah i don't know but i'm i'm excited for the drop i might i might pick one up so in any event no i i took that as well i I wouldn't have included that that felt like that was also off limits to the extent the mako ray family is off limits i i would have included that if i thought about it perfect then the then the three watches that we can say were off limits and their and their relatives the snk the SKX and the Mako reason being is that you go to any watch person, any non watch person approaches them and says, Hey, I'd like to buy my first watch. I feel pretty comfortable saying that those three watches are going to be in the top five list of anybody who shares it. So what we wanted to do was avoid those. Mm-hmm. Cause those are, those are watches everyone's going to hear about. I, I, I'd venture guess that 75% or, or more of folks who are listening to us right now, one of those three watches or their relatives were their first wis watch purchase yeah i think that's probably right i think that's probably right so so yeah that's right those are off limits three watches and and the idea was andrew says to me i think right after we sort of talked about doing this again he says well is this to fill out is this three three watches under six hundred dollars to fill out my existing collection or is this to start a new collection this is for the new watch collector someone who doesn't have maybe any watches or who has you, you know an expedition yeah, you know, a Timex expedition or, or, or something that's just, th- this thing's on its way out. I'm not using it anymore. We're done. I need three watches. Yeah. Okay. The mentality I took with it was somebody comes to me and says, I'd like to spend $600 on a watch. And I think that to to spend $600 on a watch, totally fine. I, I, I take no issue with that. But for someone who is just joining the watch community, just starting to wear a watch uh, habitually, uh, I think a $600 watch purchase is wrong. I, I think you, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a watch that you spend $600 on that you can wear in every environment, every setting you have in your, in, in your day-to-day life and your, your normal existence and walk through life. So that was how I looked at it. I looked at it as, nope, you don't want one watch for $600. These are the three watches that are going to build you out a watch that you can wear on your wrist every single day of your life in any activity you can imagine. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I basically did the same thing. So I think I think we had similar philosophies there. Although, having seen your list, we approached it a tiny bit differently. So it'll be interesting to see that. Yeah. All right. So my first watch is a watch we've talked about a bunch of times. And love it. I feel like we just talked about this watch. Why don't we own it? This is a watch that we've talked about probably 20 times on the show in 26 episodes, and neither one of us own. This is the Citizen Nighthawk serial number, or not serial number, uh, model number BJ, <laughs> BJ, 7000-52E Citizen Nighthawk. This is the silver stainless steel model, black dial, on a bracelet. Get it, get it. Don't I love stop. this watch. So uh, good. I keep on my phone all my tabs open of watches that i want to buy and how many tabs and, do you have I don't know, like 35 ish <laughs> uh, i have a lot and it's not just it's not just watches i want to buy uh you know i have i have the polished bezel from miranam up it's like all the things that i'm about to buy sure 
and you know there's like a whole a whole litany of other tabs that i keep open and for really it's just a shopping list anyway <laughs> i have the black case on black mesh up and i i think i think i tend towards the black on black and i know you're not a big fan of mesh bracelets but i i think i tend towards that for for a nighthawk yeah, I, I think with this watch in particular, uh, so, so you're right, I'm not a huge fan of mesh bracelets, but with this watch in particular, by all accounts, this is one of the best affordable bracelets you can buy. Um, it's this 3D oyster style bracelet, and everyone who's ever used it raves about it. You know what's silly? I've, I've tried these, I've tried the, the Nighthawk on a couple times in a couple different places, and I've never seen this model with that bracelet. With that I can, bracelet. can't corroborate it. You know, I think this this has got to be. I've said 2019. I'm buying one of these, but I'm 2019 is rolling along. So if I'm gonna do it, I need to get 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 on it. Um, I love this watch. 42 millimeters, so it's a little big. It's a little big for for me personally. Um, uh, but I think it wears really well at that 42 millimeters. The style of watch wears well is what I mean by that. Yeah, you can forgive a 42 millimeter. <clears throat> chronograph you can forgive a 42 44 millimeter pilot's watch because it's designed to be that size right it's not, it's not like a, a 42 44 millimeter field watch right right we're, we're not getting into a watch that is unnaturally sized for the style of watch that it is i mean this is 42 is killer size for that killer that that's right any smaller you couldn't read it well yeah that's that's very likely true because there's a lot happening here we've got we've got a slide rule We've got a date complication. I think you mean a soft-boiled egg timer. <laughs> We've got that's right. We've got a soft-boiled egg timer, a, a a date window, a GMT complication for the love of God, um, you, you know, three hands and indices and and applied indices. So, well, I assume they're applied indices. I don't know that for sure, but they look like it. All in a sexy package. Sexy, sexy, great colors. I love that GMT hand. That two-sided red and white airplane GMT hand. Such a neat detail. It blends really nicely without being invisible. Super cool. I want one of these. And 200 meters of water resistance. It's a banger, man. Screw down crown. Screw down crown. I have trouble with that one. That's a hard one. Historically. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, these classic Flieger hands. Take my money. I say having... I've bought like 10 watches since this has been on my in, list, in, in between it yeah this is this is just a this is a killer watch i don't know if we can say any more about it that hasn't already been said even by us but i think the position that this fits in the new watch person's collection is everything short of a suit yeah that's probably right that's probably right because you could certainly wear this with a polo shirt or with uh you, you know shirt sleeves rolled up shirt sleeves or whatever it's gonna look great yeah I don't know if this is a gym watch. It might, yeah. it might be a gym in and of itself. They are a little heavy. I suspect it's going to be a little heavy. Yeah, I mean, there's a weight on here somewhere. I saw it earlier. But is it shipping weight or is it just the, just the weight? Yeah, I don't know. Either way, I mean, it, it's going to be a noticeable watch to wear. But it's yeah, it's going to fit weight. an enormous variety of days of your life. I love the knurling on the crowns. It looks it it nur, gnarly knurling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I, we've said it. We said everything there is to say. I love it. I'm buying it. Not today. Do it. Do it in front of me. Do it now. <laughs> How much is the? Um, I'm gonna pull up the price real quick. So for even electronic interference noise. Um. Oh yeah. So I didn't say 189.98 on this. So so 190 bucks. All, almost one third of my budget that I spent on my first watch. The black on black that i have pulled up on amazon is 400 money now will you put your phone away so i'm not clicking that's a lot more money yeah <laughs> uh yeah I- i'm going with this one every day well you know what i'm going with well i, I want to hear dw5600 e-1v for my number one coming in this at... is a space watch who told you that <laughs> <laughs> so coming that's not a pen <clears throat> that's a watch uh coming in on amazon at 41 or 4481 this is just a classic banger watch that you can wear doing any outdoor active lifestyle activity 
Uh, it's coming in at 45 millimeters, and it is a cool ass watch. It is it is the the beginning of the G-Shock line. The I mean, it's a, it's a cool cool watch. It has all the functionality you're gonna need. You can wear it anytime that you want to wear a watch, so that you're not checking your phone and diving into the 30 minute, 45 minute Instagram hole, the 45 minute. Uh, YouTube hole that will certainly turn into closer to 90 minutes after the first 45 go by. Um, this is it. I mean, it, I, what more is there to say about the 5600 that hasn't already been said? No, I don't know. I mean, it, it does. It, it has everything. It's got the water resistance. It's 45 millimeters. So it, it's not tiny, but this watch isn't supposed to be tiny, right? No, it's a G-Shock. Um, I, I, like, I like this choice because it's not a throwaway. You know, I think that there's going to be a temptation if you want a cheap sort of all-purpose watch to to pick something like the F91W. That's not going to be attractive to a new watch buyer. No, and I don't think it is. I don't think it belongs in a in a in a first three watch purchase. You know, yeah. I think everyone should have an F91W, but I think it is. It's a bit of a novelty. I mean, I wear the shit out of mine, but I I don't think it's a. It's one of the first watches you should have. I mean, this is a watch. This this 5600 is one I'm comfortable wearing in a turkey blind i'm comfortable wearing it out hunting i'm comfortable wearing it at the gym uh swimming in the pool in the ocean there is no active environment or non-work environment that i can imagine that i'm not comfortable having this watch in because it's one it's gonna survive it it's got the shock resistance it's got the the dust resistance it's got uh i don't know how it how it fares with temperature variants you, you know, I think these things are space qualified. So, but it's been to space, yeah. So I assume it does okay. So pretty good. Uh, probably better than I do, as, as like as just a, a sack of flesh. Uh, and it's only forty five bucks. Yeah. You know, I when I was I, I was looking for a watch to to fill this void, and I went through most of Casio's portfolio, and and ultimately this is this is the one. So you started last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been I've been working on this for a while, but but this is the one. This if if you're looking for a straight banger that is not going to break the bank, that is going to be comfortable and is going to fit in that whisk category, that's not a throwaway by any means. This is it. Yeah. Well, and and I think that's right. And and just the amount of stuff you can do with this, right? Second time zone, uh, countdown timer, stopwatch. Um, you, you know, I think it's got a perpetual calendar or or some sort of automatic yeah, calendar. Yeah, whatever. That's, I think it's called a perpetual, even in the, the digital world. It, it's just got all, all this stuff that's happening uh, in, in this cheap package, which the, the module at this point isn't isn't terribly uh, special. Uh, there's lots of watches that do this, but it's going to do it all in any event. It's going to do it all, so... And I, and I lean towards this over an Iron Man, even in, in its million variations, because it's also a cool looking watch. It's sexier. You could for sure. you could get away with this under a button up. I think you know, it, it, in in in. I'm not gonna wear it in a casual environment, not in a work environment. That's why I say this is a not go to professional environment work watch. Sure, this is a evenings, weekends, hanging out, broing down, throwing horseshoes, grilling, hunting, fishing, swimming everything else one of those like pfg button-ups you could wear this under yeah (laughs) cool man cool watch i you know i don't i've never worn one of those pfg button-ups are they like well i mean it's just a sort of i usually just fish in a t-shirt lightweight i've I've worn one before You, you know they have uh they have different different stuff right depending on which shirt you got the one i had had like a vent in the back on the yoke that was nice because you could undo a couple plastic snaps back there and it was like air conditioning, which was kind of nice if on a hot day. But I think I'd rather that on my pants. If we're, <laughs> if we're being honest here, I think I'd rather a butt flap than a back flap. Well, I mean, most of the time you're on the river, you've got waders on. So that's going to that's gonna turn into a, a balloon full of water pretty quick. Okay, so what's the back flap going to do? It's also under waders. <laughs> like a union suit with the buttons yeah i have one it's way too hot to sleep in i can't i mean I, i'm an underwear sleeper i'm too yeah. I'm like summer winter like i i sleep when i'm in a sleeping bag even when it's cold uh pro tip here it is i leave my pants on but i put them down around my ankles because <laughs> sleeping bags typically work better when you're not like i i think i'm i feel warmer in a sleeping bag and less clothing yeah i think it's right but 
whether your pants are on your ankles, you don't have the put on cold pants in the morning issue. Mm. They stay warm and cozy all around your ankles. And then my boots go in my bivy between me and my bag and they stay warm because there's nothing worse than frozen boots. But pro tip, sleep with your pants around your ankles in a sleeping bag. Love it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I can't remember what we were talking about, but Betty says to me the other day, I said something about, well, because I'm a dad and I can do dad things. And she goes, oh, like swear and fix things and sleep in your underwear. <laughs> I see Kim in the next room kind of nod like, yep. That, those all sound like dad things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else about the 5600? I love it. It's not a throwaway. This is a, this style of watch is a key component to any well-rounded watch collection. Dang and it, I think man. this ought to be the one. Except for those pushers. Those in gloved busters. In gloved hands, though, I, f- I feel like I feel like they were designed around gloved hands. I could be wrong. Perhaps. Or maybe just to be to, to be stronger fingers than ours. Right. <laughs> I have little baby fingers. I, I have, yeah, I have child soft. Multiple keyboard hands. injuries. Yeah. My second watch. I'm getting up. I'm getting up in dollars. 236. So a little bit more money. Whew. Breaking the bank. Breaking the bank. So I like the way you split it. You're, you're pretty much at a third, a third a third yeah i stayed pretty i stayed pretty close i'm balanced i'm a little bit more balanced than your pick so this is the orient star classic automatic power reserve saf 02002b0 this is the black dial orient star classic with that power reserve at 12 o'clock and it's beautiful beautiful watch this fits the sport category this fits the you can wear it to work category you can wear it in a suit category, mm-hmm. this is a diverse watch. You, you know, versatile, not diverse. It, it's just one watch. It's, it's just a versatile one watch. watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, you, you know, I think that this at, at this price level, I, I think that this is a real standout. Um, this does the same type of thing that a, a Sarb does in your collection. It's thirty-eight and a half millimeters, uh, thirteen millimeters thick, so a nice, good size, thicker than a true dress watch, but but fits that role in a small three-watch collection like this. Uh, 20 millimeter lug width. Thank you, Orient, for not being assholes. For once. For once. Uh, it's got these Dauphine hands, these triangle markers, these Very real Very Bambino look to it, yeah. Great. I dig it. And I like the bracelet. I, I, you know, this is not uh, a run-of-the-mill poopy Orient bracelet. This thing is a solid linked screw linked three uh three link or or oyster style bracelet with that polished piece on that middle link uh it's just classy it's classy it's got orient's star logo which a lot of people don't like orient's lion logo which is dumb that logo is awesome i think so too but people are weird The, the orient star logo is cool it's got it stamped on the clasp. I like that. I like that extra touch, which is, it, it, it just, it brings the watch together. It makes it feel, whether or not it is, it makes it feel more well thought out, more deliberately designed, and it gives it that little extra touch of refinement uh, that you that you want in a in a versatile watch like this that, that can either be a sport watch in a t-shirt and jeans or a watch under your, under a suit. Uh, the exhibition case back is a little weird. Yeah, you know, I think that this is, I think that that's meant to target sort of someone's first automatic watch purchase. Um, I can accept that. You know, when you're buying your first automatic watch, that's pretty neat. People love that. They see the SNK case back and they're like, fuck, that's cool. You know, meanwhile, it's got a 7S in it, which is about the the lowest end automatic watch you can you know automatic movement you can buy and there's a reason you can pick them up for 25 bucks that that's right this has got the 40n52 which is fits a similar role in orient's lineup it's 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 a little bit higher than their their lowest end but it's not a fancy movement and it's certainly not a pretty movement yeah not not even not even a hint of decoration no you know it does have uh it does have these sort of cutouts on the rotor um but yeah no this is a utilitarian automatic movement not a not a beauty not a looker as it were but you can see it the mechanics are cool yeah yeah and i i think it it, it's a good entry-level automatic for for anyone that is more than an entry-level automatic so a couple things i don't like about this 
because uh, you know at, at this price range really at below 500 bucks you have to make some compromises you can get into some watches with not very many compromises but there are going to be some compromises here they've, they've compromised in some big ways so 50 meters of water resistance i think this watch needs to have 100 meters of water resistance and the reason i say that is because it's not a dress watch this is a sport watch this is intended to be a sport watch so for for me I think 100 meters is more more appropriate. It's also got a mineral glass, a domed mineral glass crystal, uh, which is a pretty major compromise. I'm scratching that thing for sure. Yeah, I'm wearing it as a sport it. watch. It's gonna get. It's gonna not scratch, gouged. Yeah, that's right. Um, so so I don't like those things, but I still think at this price, 235 or 236, it's a killer option. I don't know how you beat it. I don't, I don't know without spending another hundred bucks or more how you beat a watch that fits this place in a watch collection. Yeah, that's right. You know, the last time around I, I had either picked or had considered the Hamilton Khaki King. Also, only 50 meters of water resistance. And I think that that was a big hang up for me with that watch as well. I think it was an honorable mention. I remember talking about the potential of uh, fogging with the Khaki King. Right. Well, and it is a thing. People have had fogging. So um this sort of runs that same risk uh but you know the sarb is at this point sort of too expensive um at least for this conversation it's too expensive i still think it might be a fantastic deal at the 500 or so that you spend on it but it's really sort of out of this conversation that we're having today I think you've got the hamilton khaki king you've got a few victorinox that might be in consideration but Everything's going to be more than this. I don't think there's anything else that's doing as good a thing that comes in this cheap. Clearly, there's some Seiko 5s that do similar things. They just lack the refinement that you're going to see out of this Orient Star line. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So, And it, it feel, feels like to me this is filling your, your dress-able watch in this collection. That's gonna fit. That's gonna wear everywhere but a black tie. And that's what I picked it for. I yeah. picked this to be. I picked this to be my work watch, my court watch. Um, you, you know, it comes on a fantastic bracelet, but put it on leather and it turns into a pretty dressy watch. Black. This on black leather. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think that's it. That's pretty much all I have to say about it. Did I read dimensions? I think I did. Um, Thirty-eight hyph. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So. I would I I would like to add this to my to my list at 236. And I like the power reserve indicator for for someone just inter, just entering the automatic or mechanical world. That's a nice little touch that's well executed by Orient. I've seen some that are poorly executed. Orient seems to do them really well. And I think for someone who's just just being introduced to that world of of watches that either require winding or wear to wind, that's a nice little reminder for them. Yeah, I definitely don't mind it. I don't mind that power reserve in the cave. So I guess moving on. Okay. Watch number three. Yeah. Watch number three. My watch number two. Oh, your watch number two. Watch number four total. I'm, I, I'm, I can't count. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it is watch number four total. We're not math magicians here. We're just, we're just two assholes that drink beer and talk about watches. It's true. Next up, Seiko SND 253P1. Coming in at 130 money on Amazon. And what we've got here is a really, really cool pilot's chronograph from Seiko. Uh, ringing it at 42 millimeters. And like we talked about, that is an acceptable, to me, size for a chronograph. I, I, I can, I'd, I'd like a little smaller, but I also recognize that it's going to be hard to get a chronograph I'll, much smaller than that and still be able to read it, especially a pilot's chronograph with a, with a slide rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, 21 millimeter lug width, which was bizarre for Seiko, um, and a quartz movement, and that's so. So now I've got two quartz on my list. I've got two grab and go quartz movements. One being the uh, the G Shock, mm-hmm. second being this chronograph, and that was very deliberate to have to, to introduce somebody to a little bit more thoughtful watch purchasing. And this is just a cool chronograph. It's got a got a Kind of a dark blue, uh, what do you call it? Midnight blue. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean it's it's as blue as you can get without sort of being a black. midnight indigo. Indigo. Mm-hmm. With a what looks like the ionized black bezel that you see on the SSB line, but 
slide rule uh, markings. Uh, a, a really cool chronograph. This has been on my radar kind of on and off, and it I've, I've had trouble being able to justify this because I, I prefer the Nighthawk, and if I yeah. had room in the budget, I would have leaned towards Nighthawk. But introducing a very sporty, very cool chronograph to your collection is, I think, important. I think I think any watch collection should have a chronograph in it. Uh, and this is all, I mean, I don't know if I'd wear it to work, but it would fit. It, it wouldn't be terribly out of place. Uh, it's coming on a, on what I would imagine just a run-of-the-mill Seiko Oyster bracelet. Um, what, what did you just pull up? I just pulled it up on a different website. Um, I, is this is it a Mecha Quartz? I, I could have just asked you, but do you know? Is... I couldn't find if it was Mecha Quartz or not. I would imagine it is Mecha Quartz, um, just because it is so similar to the SSB. Uh, a little bit different orientation of the subdials, uh, a, a 12, 9, and 6, as opposed to a 3, 6, and 9. Um, but I think, it, I, I think every collection have, has to have a chronograph. I think a sport chronograph, this has got uh, 200 meters of water resistance, so it's another wear it almost every environment sure. that you can get into, and you can pick it up, put it on, and be ready to go. There's no setting, there's no winding, It's you may have to set the date if it's been a while since you've worn it, and with my third pick, you might go a while between wearing any of these other watches, Right. but a great addition to any, any watch collection. I mean, shit, it'd be a good addition to mine, and it already has some chronographs in it. You know, I don't think it is a Mecca Quartz. It's the seventy nine two movement. I think it's I think it's just a standard quartz movement, but um, still okay. Still okay, yeah. In any event, at at one hundred and thirty bucks too, just killer. I don't love the bracelet, but I, I can live. Um, I dig the watch. I dig the watch, and at one hundred and thirty bucks, I think you could do a lot worse. No, and a busy dial, just like you'd expect. It looks like a pilot's chronograph. Uh, without seeing any other markings on it you you look at that watch and you say that's a pilot's chronograph right away yeah. <laughs> that's true uh, it's interesting the the hour markers are interesting because th- they're not all there right right which i think uh lit up at night depending on what kind of loom this has on it it might look a little interesting at night i think it'd look cool but with the with the <clears throat> way seiko loom is I don't think you're going to run into any issue with legibility. Those hands are going to oh, be illuminated. and They may well be enough illumination to illuminate the entire dial. I always think it's bizarre when people say, oh, you can't read that watch. Um, are if your I eyes can, open? Yeah. I mean, I don't need markers to, to know w- what time it is. Markers help. But there's never been a time when I looked at a watch and said, oh, is that 8 or 9.30? Yeah. It's hard for me to tell, right? I, I don't know. Is that, a, is that me just Is that me being weird? Until you look at no watches or no watch. What's that? It's a company that does a lot of, uh, I would, I would feel comfortable saying novelty readouts. They do a reverse. Oh yeah. Some reverse movements. They do some, uh, canted off. So the 12 o'clock might be at like the two o'clock position. Sure. Uh, they do, uh, watches with, uh, no markings on their, on their hands and they're equidistant. So like they, they're like, cross section so the the minute hand might be touching nine and three simultaneously and it's impossible to tell which one it's actually touching uh-huh. uh so they do some uh, what would you call that like modern interpretations of time pieces they sure. do some cool shit like i i've been tempted to get one of the reverse 24 hours so they have a, a 24 hour single rotation but reverse i've been tempted to get that uh the trouble would be you'd have to be you have to retrain your brain. You have to retrain your brain yeah. for just whenever you wear that watch. But they do some. But that, barring them, yes, I've never looked at a watch and been like, oh, I don't really know exactly what time it might be <laughs> by looking at where the hands ought to be. Uh, no, I've never run into that issue. Um, this is a, I, I, going back onto our watch. I think a, a cool addition, a cool chronograph to add to a collection, something that's going to be unique without being novel. Um, when it gives you that diver style watch too, mm-hmm. which is something that, uh, which is something I think most people are going to want. They're going to want that sort of gadget outdoor looking watch. Mm-hmm. And I think this does a watch with a, with a bezel they can manipulate again, can wear it into damn near any environment you walk into. So speaking, speaking of that, speaking of an outdoor diver style watch, 
I've picked a, a bit of a hybrid. I think that this is a sleeper. I'm going to call this a sleeper uh, for my third watch. I've got, I think I have about 174 bucks left, and I'm going to come in right under that with the Bernhardt Watch Company Field Diver. I think you picked a Bernhardt last time. I did. I did, the Binnacle Anchor. Yeah. This is the Field Diver, so this is a little bit different. This is a different entry. You, you know, Bernhardt's known for their sort of uh, automatic micro-brand watches. This is a quartz watch. This is a quartz watch that's aimed at law enforcement personnel, military personnel. This is the Field Diver, and I, it gets that name because it's got this Field Watch vibe, 39 millimeters, quartz, but it's also got a, a dive-style bezel, a 60-minute dive-style bezel. It's got 200 meters of water resistance. Another you can wear almost anywhere in your life. Y yeah, you know what? This is a little funky. It's a little funky. To, you know, the size of this thing is great. So this is, I couldn't find full dimensions, and I kind of stopped looking. But um, it's a 39-millimeter watch. I think it's probably going to wear fairly small, but that bezel is going to it's chunky. It looks very G-Shocky. It, it, it does. In fact, when you were talking about the G-Shock, I was thinking, that's what the Bernhardt does in my collection. This mm -hmm. is your, I'm going to go gardening, I'm going to wash the car, I'm going to shoot living animals, you murderous son of a bitch. Um, you, you know. <laughs> you eat a lot of meat, hombre. Uh, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, I dig this. Superluminova, Sapphire. This is an extremely well-specced watch for 169 yeah. bucks. Hard to beat. H hard to beat. I think that's right. The only, I think, the only perhaps weak part of this watch is the Hello End Links. It's got a solid link bracelet, and Bernhardt's known for their fantastic bracelets. But this is a Hello End Link, um, which is going to bug some people. Only when you put gonna, the bracelet back on. Not going to bug me at all. Not going to bug me at all. But it is a, it is something to be noted. Because everything else on this is specced like a $400, $500 watch. Ronda 715, which is a fantastic Swiss quartz movement. Uh, I, I think it's great. But again, a watch, I, I don't think it quite has the... I think you change the bezel out and this becomes an extraordinarily versatile watch. With that very G-Shock, very field... Uh, feeling bezel, I think it is a touch of a limiter. Even I, if I if you were to right. put just an aluminum insert dive bezel on there, this fits perfectly as a dress diver. Yeah, it maybe is a little less special if you do that. A little bit, yeah, yeah. and and it feels less field uh field oriented. And this is a watch that I feel like I'd be comfortable throwing at somebody, and and then putting it back on. I felt like this bezel was if um, Mr. Doxa and Mrs. Vostok moved to the Philippines and had a baby. That's what... And started mass producing them. Yeah. <laughs> they make this bezel. I um, think you're right. It, it almost it almost looks out of place with how refined everything else is. Like yeah. just really sleek, sexy lines on the case. And then this fucking clunker of a, <laughs> of a bezel shows right. up to say, I'm protecting this thing. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the muscle. I, I do dig it a lot. I, I, so that's my third watch. Uh, I, I don't think there's anything else to say about it, really. Um, screw down crown, 200 meters, solid link bracelet, but hollow end links. Uh, I, I dig this, and it's one I haven't ever picked. It's one I haven't ever really seriously considered picking up, but it felt like it fit really well. The Nighthawk, which is your do-anything, hunk hunka watch, but also pretty kind of cool. Your Orient Star which is your more refined, and then this thing, which is cool and neat and wiss, but also you're, you can't break it. You're not going to break this thing. Go. I wouldn't try, but I don't know if you could. Yeah. I mean, you could break the crystal or something or whatever, but Fred will replace it for you. So, America. Thanks, Fred. America. That's it, man. You've got another watch, don't you? I have one last watch, and I'm excited about it. That's all I'll say before you start. This watch was on my list for a period of time. And I don't think it would have made my end list. Based on where I went with everything, it wouldn't have made my, my end list. But this is a killer. This this is what I built my collect my, my collection around. The Laurier slash for Americans, Laurier Falcon. <laughs> Ringing in at 399 money, 39 millimeter case, 20 millimeter lugs, 
and an NH35 movement. Um, I didn't write it down. 100 meters of water resistance? No, 200 meters of water 200 resistance. 200 meters. Screw down crown, man. 200 meters of water resistance. Screw down crown. This is the cornerstone of the collection that I, when someone comes into me and says, I have 600 money to spend on a watch, this is the watch I tell them first. And then I say, this is going to watch. This is going to be a watch. It's going to carry you through any environment you want to wear a watch in that you care about the watch. These other two are fun watches. They're the watches that you bang up, but this is your cornerstone. These are fucking beautiful watches. Mm-hmm. And I think in, in the environment, in the world that we live in, where the Sarb has gone, this is the backfill. It is a dressy, sporty, versatile, durable. If, if you got a whole bunch of money to spend and are cool banging up a $400 watch, this could even be a banger. Yeah. I mean, the texturing on the dials... The details that go onto these indices, the hands, just every bit of it is something that is just, it just oozes sex to me. It is just a beautiful, sexy watch. The angles on it, that flat bracelet, uh, we're working with a, just a flattened oyster style bracelet, mm-hmm. uh, really great angles transitioning the case down to the bracelet, uh, a, a blank just a br- or a polished i can't quite tell from the angle just a polished or brushed bezel it's on it it's a brushed bezel yeah um just a killer watch and this is one that can carry you through everything where you care about your watch mm-hmm. and like that's why the the direction that i took was build a collection around this falcon to protect the falcon from the things that you might not want to wear cuz I, I don't know if anybody who's going to get into the watch world and get into watch collecting wants to be just one watch because I don't, I don't know if that watch exists. Well, but this comes pretty close, right? Yeah. If you were just going to have one, this might be a good option for you. Um, it, it's not super dressy. And, and and so when you say this sort of stands in as a, as a replacement for the Sarb, I might disagree. I think that this is, this is quite a bit more rugged than the Sarb is. Yes. And I, I agree that it is more rugged, but I, I think it, it doesn't for perfectly fill the void that the Sarb discontinuation created. But it comes really damn close. You, you know, and if I think there's anything your collection is missing, it would be just a little bit of of polish. Because uh, everything you've got is pretty utilitarian. But I think for a lot of people, that's okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, this could fill in for a dress watch. Um, it, it's certainly not a dress watch. No. But this could fill in that part. Because how often, you know, how often are do you wear a suit? I don't. You don't. That's right. You know. In so... fact, when I went to interview for a job, I noticed that I'm too fat for one of the suits that I own. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, wear that one. I'm like, oh well, I don't have button extenders. <laughs> uh, I might need to invest in a couple of those, yeah. or just a hair tie with a button safety pin to it. Nah, I've got the opposite problem, man. I can't wear anything I own because nothing, nothing fits. I, so this is a true story. I went. I put on a pair of pants that. I should fit, but they were, I'd, I'd owned them a, a number of years ago and, um, they fit then. And so I put, I thought, Oh, these might fit. And so I put them on and they were just too big. Like wow. I had, I had slipped past them and hadn't pulled them out in time, but I, I did, re- I realized that they had been taken out, you know, looking at the inside and taking them out. So this, these were expensive pants. So I took them to the tailor and dropped them off and she was super busy. And she was like, I'm going to need like two weeks. No problem. <laughs> So she measured me, she took them in, and I went back in and tried them on and put my belt on. Get and she out. Said, she said, what'd you do? And I was like, well, I might have lost a little bit more weight. And she was like, <laughs> I'm going to take them in one more time, and I'm going to make them super tight. So I go pick those up on Tuesday. But I had, in the two weeks it took for her to tailor my pants, I lost enough weight that they didn't fit again, which was a, That's a good feeling. very cool feeling. I've never had that feeling. Well, I mean, I never have either. <laughs> I don't know that I'm going to have that feeling, but I, I, I'm excited for you that's awesome she's this uh she's this little russian lady exactly like you'd expect she has like the the soft ruler around her neck at all times and like bifocals that hang down on her nose Mm -hmm. i love that lady (laughs) i believe it she sounds great i bet she watches tv at home too (laughs) probably probably back to your watch love it i love this waffle pattern dial it is so good i this whole i like everything about this watch 
the only thing that is a bit of a turndown from me is the size of the crown. <laughs> I love it. It could be just even a half a millimeter smaller in diameter. It it seems a touch out of place. <laughs> I mean, they went for it. They went for it with that crown. That's that they did that on purpose. Yeah. And it is it's a mighty a mighty crown it is. Yeah. But it is great. And that's what I this watch is what I built the whole collection around a really versatile watch that you can wear to the pool. You can wear it to work. You can wear it under a suit, no problem, no questions asked, no raised eyebrows. It's not wearing a, a G-Shock to the office. But I wanted to add a couple more watches that could add a little bit more personality and a little more functionality to that collection. This rounds it out. If you want to spend 600 bucks for a watch, buy these three instead. Is is this, is the Falcon the most sort of bang for your buck versatile watch under $500? Because I think it might be. It's it's among them. I without without doing some more some more looking you you know i think notice makes or not notice um well notice makes the contrail 39 which is also a fantastic watch 550 bucks it's a little bit more expensive i think you could you could get into the nizumi uh their dive watch the baleen for under four i think they're about 350 um but i mean a similar price point to this i think similar functionality similar dress watch ability it's certainly not a dress watch but it's by all means a dress diver uh you're, you're getting into that about 350 uh you can get into the nemo for under five um you can get into is is the baleen is that do they have a, a plain dialed version of that i uh, know they're all in that in that uh kind of kind of del- vintagey dive style dive style yeah. uh you know you and the nemo certainly a skin diver right yeah you, so i mean you can the, get into the the in, nice thing about the falcon is that it's not it doesn't have that dive bezel so mm-hmm. it doesn't have that it doesn't have that tool watch look it is a tool watch but it's more like an explorer or something you mm-hmm. know without aping the explorer it's this super rugged outdoor kick the shit out of your watch with without having to scream it from the mountaintops right you can get in dan henry's i think for for similar price point but i don't know if they're quite the same ruggedness as these and probably not going to be the same build quality that would be my guess i mean dan henry does makes a fantastic watch but there there are uh compromises made yeah i just don't think they're going to be as rugged as this um I, this is great. Those are the ones that come to top of mind when I'm thinking about a watch at a similar price point that you're going to have similar versatility to, but I don't think quite as much as you're going to get out of this Falcon. You, you know, Helio Seaforth is is another one that gets in that conversation, and they're just a little bit more expensive, and they're harder to find, too. Mm-hmm. You know, those Helios watches are just wonderful, but a little tricky. So great, great pick, man. I dig it, and I totally approve. And so did you come in? Did we add yours up? You came in under? 573.81. So you can also pick up an F91W. <laughs> exactly. You get the F91 after all. Uh, I think I came in at about 392 or 393. So was... 593? Yes, okay. 593. Five and three are the same number. Oh, I'm going to tell my wife that. <laughs> well, so... Watch us 393. It's not a big deal. Uh I had some, I had some, uh, did you have any, uh, I had one, I honorable mentions. I had a lot of honorable mentions. The one that I wrote down and was starting to, to build off of and then opted not to is the Orient Symphony Mm two. Oh yeah. That's a great watch. Uh, 150 bucks on Amazon, right? 41 millimeter, 22 millimeter lugs, Sapphire crystal, their, um, four, eight, seven, four, three automatic movement, uh, it is basically the non-domed counterpart to the Bambino. That's right. Uh, it, it's by, by and large the same watch, but with a not-domed crystal and sapphire and instead sapphire. At, at, a, at a similar price. And it is, it's just a killer watch. It's a great dress watch. But what I, the reason I went away from it is in a three-watch collection, you need a dress-able watch, not a dress watch. Right, and I think the Symphony Two stands in as a sole dress watch, even though it's a little bit big. It just doesn't have the versatility that I was wanting out of this this purpose. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, and and that's right. You get more versatility. So I I, I had a similar choice actually. The SNKL twenty three. This is a Seiko five. Mm-hmm. It's a Seiko five. Um, it's a thirty eight millimeter seven S two six Seiko five that comes on a bracelet. It's a dressy Seiko five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the watch. Yeah. It, it's got that sort of ring of vertical striping at mm-hmm. the outside. Um, and it's got a crappy bracelet, right? It's a crappy yeah. folded link uh, bracelet. And it's going to at that price. And it's going to, right? Well, and it's not cheap. It's 159 bucks. Ultimately, I decided I just, I couldn't justify spending that amount of money when there was, when there was something that was so much better in the Orient Star at, at, at not an incredibly higher price range. Uh, the other one that came up was the Orient Defender, because I think it's just a fantastic versatile watch it's too big and so the orient defender sits constantly on both of our uh that's lists. right yeah it, it's an it's, yeah it's not a watch that either of us are in love with but it's a watch that both of us want to have the option of wearing a couple times a month i think four years ago i would have bought it in a second yeah no i see that i i mean i've i've had it i've i've hovered my finger over the confirmed purchase <laughs> on the defender several times yeah and it, it just it comes down to it's just a little bit bigger than I want, and it's not it's not quite filling a hole that that I feel like needs to be filled. Well, any other honorable mentions for you? One last. It is the Trasca, uh, the Black Dial Sapphire Bezel DLC, uh, scratch resistant, water resistant. It, it's their free diver, mm-hmm. um, and ultimately I went away from it uh, because it in, in any of that line. It didn't quite have the refinement that I was looking for as a cornerstone. It's it's absolutely a diver. It's not as a tool diver. Uh, it's it's very much a dress diver, but it isn't <clears throat> it isn't quite as refined as the Falcon, which frankly isn't quite as refined as I would have wanted it to be, but is as refined as it needs to be to fill the purpose that it did in this question. How much on that Trasca? 400. 400, okay. Yeah. Same so, price. Like, yeah. it, when I was I was bouncing back and forth and ultimately went with the Falcon because it's it's closer to a dressable watch than that Trasca. Right. So neither one of us picked a true diver. I mean, I got the closest with my Bernhardt Field Diver, uh, but that's interesting that neither one of us has a, a really straightforward dive watch in our 600-watch collection. Yeah, especially for how much we both love dive watches, but we both have watches that fill that dive need. Yeah, that's right. And we both have screw down bezels. We both have 200 meters of water resistance. We both have, um, cause it's not like either one of us actually screw down bezels, screw down, screw down crowns, crowns. which I can say better than you. Um, neither of us need a, a dive watch. And there's something to be said for wanting a dive watch in a collection, but you, we, we've discussed the philosophy I took right. on this. Right. If you say you you want to watch, I'm not going to recommend to you a dive watch being your sole watch. And, and I might, right? I, mm-hmm. I might. I, I was telling Kim the other day, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll I guess I'll wrap up our watch talk with this. But I was telling Kim the other day, you know, my very first watch was the S was the SKX, and it's not my very first watch, but it was my first sort of wrist watch. Thoughtful purchase. That's right. Uh, and I still think today it's my favorite watch in my collection, o- almost certainly. And, and I have much more expensive watches. I have certainly nicer watches. Um, at, at this point, I have more capable watches. Um, I don't love the movement in this thing. Uh, it runs super fast, stupid fast. Um, I think it's magnetized. <laughs> Probably. Um, I just love it. I put it on, and I'm like, "This is it, man. This is my very. This is my favorite." And I, and I said another thing too when we were talking. I said, "I I originally bought this because." I loved uh, the the uh, Rolex sub, and I thought, well, what does a guy like me do if he wants a Rolex sub? And this just seemed like a great option. You buy a fake one online. Well, yeah, or, or you buy something like this, which is a heritage piece that's a piece uh, in and of itself that has um, that does similar things. Well, realizing that now, I don't think if I had a Rolex sub in my collection, I would like it as much as I like this. I wouldn't have the sentimental value, I think, initially. Uh, and there's not a ton of sentimental value for this. And she said the same thing. Uh, I, I just don't think I would. Lo- I, I love this thing. I love it for what it is. It's a $200 
killer watch that has this great history. And, you know, the more I learn about it and the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, this Seiko has just hit it out of the park with this one. And they made billions of dollars and everybody has one. And I'm going to have this watch until I'm 80. I don't have one. Uh, I know you should get one. But so, yeah, that's I guess that wraps it up for us uh, for watches today. Uh, we hope you like it. If you have, if if we missed, some, give us your collection. Yeah, what's your three watch collection for six hundred bucks? What? How how do you do that? If you start from scratch, and you need to get three watches, what three watches do you get? I'd I'd love to hear. You know, if you guys send them to us, we'll we'll blast them on the show next week. Yeah. Other stuff. Other stuff. What do you got? I can't believe we haven't talked about this before in detail. Uh, it's a YouTube channel, a YouTube fella. Yeah. Binging with Babish. Binging I, with Babish. I, I was so shocked that we hadn't talked about it because i around holidays uh like we talked about i I plan my menu around oven time um which also means that i need i need some inspiration so i go to the youtube and i always end up at binging with babish when i'm doing any kind of cooking youtubing um and we've talked about the lemon pepper wet from atlanta but the thing is so this guy he, he does a uh, they're they're short they're typically 10 minutes or less i don't even know if any of them have gotten to 10 minutes but they're short instructional videos on cooking semi hands style it's, videos yeah it's it's a it's countertop to shoulders neighborhood you know maybe nipples countertop to nipples showing you how to do things uh but his whole uh, uh shtick is doing things from tv and movies so he's done everything from uh the car panini from family guy uh freddy's ribs from house of cards lemon pepper wet from atlanta uh as well as the chilean sea bass from jurassic park and what i like about this guy is that the dude loves tv and movies as much as i do he loves cooking probably way more than i do because he i mean i imagine he does it for money at this point (laughs) he does Um, certainly and he likes eating as much as i do I mean, the guy, the, this is my kind of person. Like the guy who can just, who can sit down and say, I want to know how they make that. I wonder uh, if he likes watches. We could get him on the podcast. Maybe. He could replace me. I think, I don't recall if he wears a watch or not. I'll have to watch some more to see if he wears a watch. Um, but he's done the the sauce from uh, from Goodfellas where they talk about slicing the garlic so thin that it just melts in the pan. Mm-hmm. He's done some stuff from The Simpsons. I mean, if it's if you've seen it in a show... He's done it. He's done the Krabby Patty from SpongeBob SquarePants. He's just, he's done it all. It is an absolutely terrific cooking show. Um, and he does some really good stuff. He does some really terrible stuff because by the nature of what it is, it's it's terrible and you shouldn't consume it. Uh, he did one <laughs> from, um, it was either Family Guy or The Simpsons where it was this, oh, it was a car panini. Um, he did it in his car. He brought a little panini press into his car and I had like Reese's and like candy and all kinds of d- disgusting shit. And he took a bite of it and he was like, all right, well, I'm not going to eat this. Let's make a good panini. <laughs> and then he moves into how to make a good panini. He does really, really good instructional. It's really visible. Um, he has everything written on the screen so you can write it down. I scroll through and watch things over and over again as I'm trying to recreate some of these recipes. Terrific instructional cooking show. I highly recommend it. Even if you don't cook, it's fun to watch. They're short. They're consumable. Get down on some Binging with Babish. All right. All right. All right. I dig it. You know, I think Binging with Babish, it is is strange that we have never sort of highlighted him because I think that his videos are the genesis of a lot of the stuff that we like. Uh, you know, you know, or they represent some manner of it. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, well, very cool. So my, I, my other, th- my other thing for the week is, and I know sometimes we do two, sometimes we do three, but just, just it's been just one a piece recently. It feels like uh, my other thing, also a YouTube channel, Uh-oh. also a YouTube channel. This YouTube channel made our, this YouTube channel made our Instagram the other day. Um, there's a fella out there named Brian the Bootmaker, and Brian's got a YouTube channel where he does videos mostly they are resoles or refinishes of boots and shoes he is a high-end i think he's in vegas a high-end shoe and boot remaker Uh, and he also makes boots called roll club these are these are boots that if you go to the website have no prices you know what that means i I know what they're free (laughs) i think it means that they probably are if you gotta ask 700 to to 1200 dollars would be my guess just like a zj like it's it's too much money for me probably for a casual purchase but his videos are very very good 
well produced. There's a couple other guys that do sort of shoe refinishing videos online that I also watch, but he's probably got the the most refined videos. Uh, everything from pulling a sole down to to he cuts off a pair of red wings at one point. Well, last week he posted a video um, that's a little bit different. Someone sent him a pair of Air Maxes, uh, a, a set of Air Max 91s, and they are kind of a high-end, one-off colorway. They have some some fancy leathers in there, but it was just it was just a pair of Air Maxes with no sole. And he Goodyear 360 degree Goodyear welts these Air Maxes, and it is so freaking cool. So he the first thing he starts is he uh, uh, attaches a piece of leather to the bottom to actually put the welt on and then and he stitches it and he sort of cuts it out and it's hard to tell what he's doing at first and and he then he attaches these pieces of leather to the bottom to make up the bottom of a shoe where you attach a welt to then he attaches the welt then he he carves this foam down and then puts a running sole a, a running outsole on it very cool just He's thinking about it. He's being creative. It's fun. Who knows who wears the shoe? And who needs a, a 360-degree Goodyear welt on their Air Max? The problem with a YouTube channel like this, for me, is that it makes me feel like I could do it. <laughs> it's, it does the exact same thing for me. I could do this. Uh, you, you know, and, and, of course, I don't have a Landis machine in my garage. Or, but we could get one. Right. We certainly could. It's just like like 1000 bucks. you can buy a used Landis. We can make one. <laughs> Uh, so it is a very fun, if you like shoes and I do, I'm kind of a shoe, I'm kind of a shoe horse. Uh, I, I do like my shoes. I like Air Maxes. I like high end dress shoes. Uh, I've got a bunch of them. Leather boots. You, you know, I actually went through my dress shoes the other day and, and started like adding money up. Oh, you didn't, you didn't Ooh. do that. You sent me a bunch of pictures and said, is this a problem? <laughs> it is a problem. But I, I actually went through and started like counting, counting, Don't. like adding numbers. Don't do it. Should never add numbers of any of the things that you have mass collections. Of. You know, I'll tell you, I've spent a lot more money on shoes than I have on watches. Sounds like you need significantly more. more. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's fun. It, it's a YouTube channel. We do a lot of YouTube on here. We'll try to make it more interesting because, but we're both YouTube guys. We love YouTube. Yeah. So, well, that's all I've got. That's all I've got. Do we want to keep going? Do we want to find some other stuff? I think, I think the people have heard enough for today. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20. Don't forget to tune back in next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye. Bumming on Tremolo by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.